Hello, and welcome to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. My name is Ruth Haley Barton, founder of the Transforming Center, and usually I'm here with my conversation partner, Steve Weens, but he is enjoying some sabbatical time. So I've invited my friend and fellow spiritual director, Reverend Adele Calhoun, to discuss her book, Invitations from God, Accepting God's Offer to Rest, Weep, Forgive, Wait, Remember, and More. Each week, we will be discussing a chapter from this transforming resource and looking at it through the lens of the invitations God might have for us, individually and in community, as we emerge from this life-shifting season of the past year and a half. Before we share this week's conversation, I want to let you know that we have revamped our patron program. We are now giving patrons regular, exclusive bonus content that can be downloaded directly into the podcasting app of your choice. You can find out more and sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash transformingcenter. If you enjoy what we're talking about here on the podcast and want to go a bit deeper with these conversations, the patron program is for you. And now, here is this week's conversation with Adele Calhoun on her book, Invitations from God. Welcome back, friends, to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast with my friend, Adele Calhoun. We're walking through her book, Invitations from God, Accepting God's Offer to Rest, Weep, Forgive, Wait, Remember, and More. And we are enjoying having a conversation as friends. This is not so much an interview as much as it is two spiritual friends, two spiritual directors, two people who have been in ministry for a very long time, using these invitations to hear from God and to uh, even process our own experiences and, and life with God. So this invitation might be one that surprises you a little bit, and it might be one that you kind of scratch your head and you say, what is that? What kind of invitation <laughs> is that? But it's the invitation to remember. Adele, tell us a little bit about how you hear and know and understand this idea of being invited to remember. Well, I'm just going to read the first sentences of this chapter because Having memories is a bit like having bones. Bones determine the structure of our bodies and memories determine the structure of our souls. Mm -hmm. And over time, both bones and memories grow and the mending for either broken bones or memories can be very painful. And so there's just this sense of we've walked into a place that is a very deep soul place and scripture, like over 400 times, tells us to remember. So what are we supposed to remember? How are we supposed to remember? And is there uh, a place that memory serves to connect us to God and God's yeah. story in a way that nothing else can? Mm-hmm. So that's the yeah. big picture. Mm-hmm. It's important. Memories are really, really important. And if you've ever had anything bad happen to you and you've just gone around and around and around and around in circles about that memory, it can, it can take hold and, and keep you captive yes. for years. Yes. So what do we do when, when a memory has a hold like that? Yeah. And before we jump in there, we might also want to mention that there are really important good memories too. Mm-hmm. Um, the memories of God's faithfulness. And in fact, in Deuteronomy, you know, God says to the people, remember that you were once slaves That's in right. Egypt yeah. and I brought you out. Brought you and out. so God is saying, don't forget what I've done for you. 
So, and I think that's why this issue of memories is layered in my mind is because it's got the hard, painful memories that can shape us in some really negative ways. But then God is actually saying to us, remember how I have been faithful. Mm -hmm. Uh, This will sustain you. This will change how you see your life. This will change how you orient your life. Mm -hmm. If you can remember what I've done for you and how I've walked with you. So, wow, there's just, and that lands the whole thing that lands you in (laughs) communion. Do this in remembrance of me. Here are the painful memories. Here is the redemptive Mm -hmm. truth of shedding of blood. And it's it's all wound up right there. Yeah, and that God actually gives us a a ritual. Yes, to remember. precisely created for remembering. (laughs) Yeah. So um, let's get after it, Adele. Um, (laughs) So where are we going to start? Well, let's start by... Starting where you started in the book, you talk about memories being like our bones. Um, And bones can get broken, and we know Mm -hmm. they can be reset. So why don't we start there, and then we'll go to looking at the good memories of what God has done for us and how that shapes us as well, right? Because that shapes us just as powerfully, and both are equally important. So I want to talk about memories that are sort of stories of childhood, things I remember from my childhood. And then maybe you could talk about current memories, relational memories, or things that are right now. So growing up, I had a lot of panic attacks. I didn't know why. And it wasn't until I got information about what happened to me from my mother when I was 25, Mm -hmm. that I could revisit all those panic attacks and say, oh, this is what is what happened to me early on in my life. And I feel like there are times when my story about who my parents were and what they did to me has been revised again and again and again, mm-hmm. partially by information and partially by the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm old enough mm-hmm. now to see how they were doing the best they could with what they had and that my expectations for what I thought they should do did not fit who they were. Mm -hmm. And so I wounded myself unnecessarily with some memories and the way I interpreted them for a number of years. And so I think there's, there's a sense in which we can get trapped and let that metastasize. And there's a sense also in which if we're open, we can let... The, the spirit come in and say, yeah, you've got some baggage, you've got some scars, you've got some wounds, and the spirit's there to work, take us through the work that helps us reframe some of these things. Mm-hmm. What has that process been like for you, more precisely? What is the, the process of working with those memories to getting to where you are now with them? So sometimes it's a aha that somebody Mm -hmm. says something, you know, um, I think about how, uh, I, I lived, I've lived a lot of my life. I wouldn't say a lot. I've lived abroad a lot and been in situations where I didn't understand the language. I didn't understand the culture. I was working in a place where I was the one on the outside and the truth is I felt very comfortable in those situations. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Because it was what I felt growing up as a child, that I didn't understand the language, that I didn't know what was going on, that I didn't know the rules. There was somehow I was on the outside. And I, I, 
it was in a moment of talking to a counselor, it was that clear that my upbringing with all of its pain around that actually became a gift to Mm. me at a point in my life where I said, this makes me feel comfortable. I Mm. understand this feeling. So I think it can be an insight, but you know, like I said, it was with the therapist who just said something. And then you saw it. It's almost like the lens got well, switched. Boom. Yeah. You know, and everything were, yeah. fell. It was like mm-hmm. everything fell into a, a story. Yeah. Oh, God has used this. And it was a painful thing, but God has used this and mm-hmm. still uses it. Yeah. So, and then there are other times that I've gone into healing prayers with memories. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to talk about that, but this sense of, bringing a memory before God and the feelings that go with the memory and the lies that were implanted because of that memory and mm-hmm. the toxicity that was injected and what is the truth and the light that can free yeah. me. So sometimes it's deliberate things like that that mm-hmm. are healing to me. What about you? When you think about a memory that you can sort of catastrophize around or it gets control of you, do you have a something you do to help you not be controlled by that memory? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's, that's a great question. You have mentioned, you mentioned counseling briefly, and I do think that we do need oftentimes other people to help us. I I think if we stay alone with our memories, it can be pretty dangerous sometimes Mm -hmm. because we do stay stuck and can spiral and certain personalities can go into morbid introspection that just spirals into darkness (laughs) so um spiritual companionship spiritual direction therapy to have someone there who's not trying to talk us out of the experience but who actually is very attentive to us and but maybe can switch the lens for us Mm -hmm. so when i think about going to the eye doctor and the technician is there in the eye exam switching the lenses and saying is this clear or is that clear and they're literally switching the lenses on what you're seeing and i think certain kinds of questions and being with other wise people with our memories can be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. And I think we can also, we can also ask God to help us. And I think sometimes we, we can also get so bound up in our memories that we don't pray about them. Mm. We don't ac- we don't give God access to us in that place. And I remember an experience that I had a number of years ago where I went through something really hard in a church where I was mistreated. I wasn't treated well. And I, people around me who witnessed it were like, Ruth, why don't you stand up for yourself? Why don't you stand up for yourself? You were just treated so badly. Stand up for yourself. And I realized that I just couldn't, that, that even in, in every part of me, I could not do it. I just could not do it. Um, and it felt like something kind of broken in me because it was a time when it would have been appropriate you know, Mm -hmm. to stand up for myself. So I had the best spiritual director at that time, who's also a therapist and, but we were clearly in spiritual direction, not, not therapy mode. And she talked about the fact that as I described it, it felt very primal, you know, that there was literally something in me that was very old, um, that, that I, that prevented me from standing up for myself in a way that a self-respecting person actually could have if they had chosen and I agreed with her and I said, yeah, it feels like something that's really stuck. It feels old. It feels like it goes way back because I, I don't even know what it's coming from, but it does feel old and stuck. Mm-hmm. 
And she invited me to remember. But here's the thing. She invited me to ask God to help me remember. Oh, my goodness. To have a spiritual director that will do something like that for you in a moment when it didn't even occur to me to ask Mm -hmm. God to help me. And she said, well, this does feel really primal. It does feel really old. If you want to know what it is from your past that's causing you to feel stuck in this moment, why don't you ask God about it? Why don't you ask God to show it to you? That was just an amazing invitation. I was going to ask God to help me remember. And lo and behold, he did. The minute I started praying about it, I actually had vision of myself as a four-year-old little girl coming to my mother with love and instead getting treated very harshly. Like I, and I actually realized that I was stuck at that four-year-old place wow. where as a little girl, I tried to stand up for myself and I got whacked instead. And it was primal. It was outside my consciousness, but it was affecting my present. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty of that was that my mother was still alive and she's not alive now, which is why I feel a little bit more freedom to share it because she's in her beautiful transformed state and can handle it all. <laughs> she could handle it then. She was, a, she was just an amazing woman. So I actually went and talked to my parents and I said, does this make any sense to you? Is there anything in this memory that you could tell me about? And my mom immediately started to weep. And she said, when you were four, you came running. There was a time when you came running up to me and you were, you were wanting to hug me and kiss me. And I was, I thought you were being rambunctious. And so I punished you. She just started to weep. And she said, you were such a sensitive child that, and I got spanked at that point because my parents were into the conservative Mm -hmm. way of dealing Mm -hmm. with those things with children And she was crying because she said, you are such a sensitive child that we never needed to spank you. All it took was a look Mm -hmm. and you would do whatever, you know, we needed or asked of you to do. And she apologized in that moment. And that, that, the, the, the coming into touch with that memory and then to have it confirmed by my parent who was willing to be with me in that moment and say, yes, that did happen to you. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Wow. What, what a gift. Yeah, so to get to know where that came from just mm-hmm. opened up the healing path because then I could start saying, well, I'm not four years old anymore. That's right. I can stand up for myself when that's appropriate. And, and of course, it wasn't just something I could turn on like a light switch, but it really carried me into a healing journey around that particular memory mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't desired to remember, if my spiritual director hadn't suggested that I ask God to help mm-hmm. me remember there was something about that that was mysterious and graced that I could see it so clearly that a memory that had been not available to me all of a sudden became available to me by God's grace and then I was able to work on it in the human relationship in which it happened now that that is not given to us all I have other mm-hmm. things that weren't given to me in that kind of perfection but that one really mm-hmm. was and I and I want to share it here to say remembering and asking God to help us remember Mm -hmm. things and not only to help us remember things in general, but to say, God, would you even show me and unfold for me the real meaning of that Mm -hmm. memory? Because I might've attached a meaning that was very childish and childlike. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm adult an adult, I would like to have a more adult understanding of what that memory Mm -hmm. really means. And of course now to have to experience that as a child is one thing to now have as an adult, be able to look back on it, and to have a more adult understanding of what happened back there. Mm-hmm. And my mother gave it to me. Mm-hmm. She was the one that said, we didn't know how to raise you. We didn't know what to do with a child that was as sensitive as you are. 
opened up something totally. that would have been outside the possibilities if if it had not been given. So I really appreciate I say all that to say I appreciate the invitation to remember because I think it's real and I think there's a lot that God wants to do as we say yes. Well, and as as you say that, I remember mm-hmm. I remember how easy it was as a, a woman in ministry mm-hmm. to remember messages that I received that were not empowering and encouraging yes. mm-hmm. and to d- develop a narrative yes. out of this remembering. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, even to project at times onto people mm-hmm. coming out of that memory yeah. things that they may not have been intending at all. So there, there's this sense of here's, here's a, a, a narrative that began out of memories you know, as an adult Mm-hmm. that I may not even connect behavior to now yeah. unless I'm paying attention and yeah. saying, why is it I react so strongly to a leader that says X? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about a memory. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what lie is in that memory or what truth, you know, send mm-hmm. forth your light and truth, O oh God, into this moment yeah. so that I can deconstruct mm-hmm whatever of this memory continues to damage and metastasize in me. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like we're also talking about the healing of memories, which I think was a title of a book mm-hmm. by Leanne yeah, Payne, maybe Leanne a long Payne. time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to me that the, the willingness to remember opens up the opportunity for the healing of memories and that we're talking about how memories can actually be healed. Healed. That's right. Um, in, in a number of different ways. And, And certainly one of the ways is by seeing it more for what it was now from an adult perspective. Uh, But another way it can work also is that maybe God opens up the opportunity for us to go back to a person and to say, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a memory I've been holding. I need to talk with you about this. I want to talk with you about this. And I only say as God guides us to do that, but that there are facts. We've talked about this before, that there are things that actually happen. And if we can distinguish our memory of the facts with or from the narrative or the meaning that we placed on it or get some help with unraveling those meanings and being clear about the distinction or going back and doing some work with that memory that that healing and and that particularly you know I know Leanne Payne would say you never do that kind of work alone you never try to do do the healing of memories alone you always do it with someone Mm -hmm. who is prepared and trained to be with people in their memories because some memories are very very traumatic and, they are. and we're not even humanly able to hold them alone. We might need someone to be physically a, wit- a witness to mm-hmm. what we're describing or someone to physically hold, hold us, us as we fall to pieces. You know, this is a pretty big, it's a pretty big invitation. Well, mm-hmm. and we already mentioned communion, I think. There's the place where the memory of the pain and the healing of our pain is is brought together. And I just, I love that. There's a man in heaven who has wounds in his hands and his feet still. Yeah. You know, the things that happened to him really happened to him. Mm-hmm. And they're still there. But they give, they, they tell the story of redemption. They tell right. a story There's of healing. There's another meaning now There's a, to those The wounds. wounded healing, mm-hmm. wounded That's healer right. sort of metaphor. Right, right. I think many of us don't. But when we don't do this work, we can be in the world not realizing that we're reacting to people in the present on the basis of what's something that happened to us in the past that they're not even responsible for. 
And for leaders in particular to not have done this kind of work means that they're often going to be projecting their own stuff mm-hmm. onto their sheep. And so this this work of remembering and allowing God to be with us in our memories and to guide us and to heal and to give us new perspectives, this is this is the work of self-leadership, if I could put it in those terms. This is what we do to become healthier leaders so that we're safer mm-hmm. with the people that God is giving us to lead. And I, I don't want us to see this at all as being something that's a luxury or non-essential or something that's just so personal and private that has nothing to do with our leadership. It really does. This is about self-leadership. It's about being the kind of leader that actually brings healing. By our own healing process, then we become a healing presence when we're with others mm-hmm. and we can help them on their own healing journeys. And there could be no, there could be nothing more important than that right. as people who are ministers of the gospel, to lead people in their in their own healing journeys based on what we've experienced in our own. And that's going back to that invitation to participate in our healing. And it includes the memories. And now, Steve and I would like to take a moment to share a little bit about another way you can go even deeper on your spiritual journey around the themes we're discussing here on the podcast. We'd like to tell you about our Transforming Communities. Transforming Community is a practice-based spiritual formation experience with nine quarterly retreats. The Transforming Community Experience is designed to integrate your spirituality and your leadership and help you reclaim practices and experiences spiritual seekers down through the ages have used to open themselves to God's transforming work. I was a part of TC6 way back in 2011, and it was such an important part of my spiritual journey. It is really hard to explain all that happens in this two-year, 27-month experience. So over the course of this season, we're going to be inviting different ones of our alums to share about what their Transforming Community experience meant to them. So here's what this week's alum has to say. I think I didn't understand the full commitment or that I needed the Transforming Centers, retreats, the space. About three years ago, I kind of started to break emotionally, and I don't think I realized it, but it was coming out in weird ways, you know, like a lot of anger, carrying a lot of trauma vicariously. And I had also had two small sons myself and just started to reflect on like what it meant to raise black boys in this community as I'm burying young black boys and looking at my own black boys and just really needing Christ to meet me in this, but also feeling so busy and so emotionally and spiritually worn that I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know what that felt like anymore and felt really lost. I needed a place to bring my hard questions. And I feel like the retreats and this whole process have helped me uh, to fall in love with Jesus again. I think like in my work, where questions of justice and activism are so centered and the spiritual journey is kind of like, we don't actually don't talk about it, you know, like taking a break and Sabbath and routines, like this is all very new stuff. And I feel like, honestly, some of these things are discussed in circles that are kind of labeled not Christian, um, but they were, they were the cry of my heart. And so when I started coming to these retreats, um, I was, you know, hearing things that made me like question what was missing in my own spiritual journey in life. And it's created a space for me to fall back in love with Jesus. You can visit transformingcenter.org to learn more and to apply to the next transforming community. And now back to my conversation with Adele on invitations from God. 
So could we take a minute, though, to talk about the other side of memory? And that is that I do, I do believe God invites us to remember all the ways in which God has been present with us on our journey, all the ways in which he's met us, his great work of redemption and salvation in our lives. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the other side of the coin. And I do think that they are two sides of the same coin. So one of the things I'm doing now, so in, in my life, a, a couple times I've done life confessions, you mm-hmm. know, because you remember more yeah. to confess. And yes. I, thought, <laughs> I thought, okay, I've done, I've done a couple life confessions. I'm going to, and I'm in the midst of it right now, I'm going to start from the first memory I have. And I'm going to write down all the things I'm grateful for in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a, a, a long process. You know, I'm up to maybe, I don't know, I've covered maybe 25 years. And I'm just taking it slowly. But there's a sense in which the the gift of my life is coming into focus like it hasn't mm-hmm. before. Just to say, from the very beginning, with with all of the things that happened in my first year of childhood, even with that, there are so many good things. And I just want to do a life. It's not a a confession of the good memories. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, that whatever story I'm telling myself is informed. So that's what I'm doing right now. Mm, Beautiful. What about you? Well, there's just nothing like, seeing the places where God's presence was really active and real and how that builds mm-hmm. our faith for whatever hard thing it is that we're going through right now. And perhaps even in the trauma of what the last season has been, I know that all of us also, there's the remembering of what's been difficult and doing the work around grieving losses. We've talked about that. We've talked about the invitation mm-hmm. to weep and to mourn. But there are also ways in which we have all been met by God too. And what are the things that God's inviting us to remember about how God has met us as well? Um, it feels very powerful to me. So I, I, I love what you're saying there because I feel like there's something about remembering my story mm-hmm. in Jesus' yeah. story. That actual thing, actual, mm-hmm. actually some of the awful memories I have happened yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. And so what does it mean when I can stand in solidarity with him in that, you know, you were slandered by the authorities of the day or your family thought you were crazy. My family Mm -hmm. thought I was crazy Mm -hmm. for getting ordained. I mean, they wanted to say, don't, you know, come home, don't do that, you know. So when I can frame my story through my memories through some of these things that actually happened to Jesus, I don't know, but it just seems to give them meaning instead of just events. Yes, and that seems to me to be part and parcel of the invitation here, that we're not just invited to remember facts. We're actually also, God is inviting Mm -hmm. us to say, let's make some memory together. Let's make some meaning together about this memory. And back then you were so deep Mm -hmm. in it, you probably couldn't see a lot of it. But now that we've got a little distance, Mm -hmm. let me tell you what was really going on. Like for the disciples on the Emmaus Road Mm -hmm. who had experienced such a trauma And Jesus said, yeah, that was traumatic. And you are a part of something so much bigger. You are part of the salvation narrative. You know, wow. I just get chills thinking about what it would have been like to have Jesus actually saying that thing was really hard. Yes, it was traumatic. And 
you're a part of something that is, is so much bigger mm-hmm. than that. And the, the need to make meaning. We as humans need mm-hmm. meaning. We need to make mm-hmm. meanings out of things. And remembering opens up that possibility. Yeah. Possibility. Yeah. So one of my, you know, memories of COVID, and I mentioned the fact that my dad died during this time, oftentimes when I think back on COVID, which was very hard and very difficult in all sorts of different ways, but also deep within that, that season, that experience was the grace of God that he gave to my brother and I to be Mm. with my dad during his death, because nobody was getting that experience. And we had this amazing hospice nurse who, um, understood my dad's desire to get back to his own apartment and to, he, he would have to be admitted to hospice, which was hard for him to admit and, how to, and hard for him to do. But the hospice nurse said, if you can get him out and back into his apartment and you and your brother are willing to be his caretakers, you can be with him. And I think back on that hospice nurse in particular. And wow, he, he, it was a he, he knew how to work the system in, a, in the best possible way mm. to give us an opportunity that nobody else was getting at the time. And so even though COVID will always be in my mind, a, a memory of the most challenging time of life, it also has embedded with it some of the, one of the greatest graces that I've ever experienced in my life. And mm-hmm. every time I think about that, my heart is full of mm. gratitude. And I think, God is saying, remember that. That's a place where I met you. I want you to remember that, that that's a place where I was really intimately involved with your story, and I gave you something. Don't ever forget it. And and what do you think, not forgetting it, paying attention to it, what will that mean as you go forward? It just means that I can never see COVID only one way. I can't ever see it only as being a place where hard and bad things happened. So -hmm. that's looking back. I'm interested, what does it mean going forward? Mm -hmm. How you interpret things going forward based on what happened? Well, I think, you know, it encourages one to keep looking for the presence and the grace of God in the hard things you're experiencing Mm -hmm. right now. This might feel like the hardest thing I've ever gone through, but God is here too. Because God was back there, Mm -hmm. God is here too, wanting to work and do good things. And so... There's a, it just deepened to go back and look at memories this way actually deepens our faith that we yeah. can carry forward and walk in deeper faith. And I, yeah, isn't that making mm-hmm. an Ebenezer, yes. <laughs> building your Ebenezer for those who know, know what that is, setting yeah. up your, your stones yes. of remembrance was what mm-hmm. Israel would build to say, this is tough, but look yeah. what God did then. I think that God is honored too when I think God wants to be remembered. That sounds really, really funny to say, but God says it throughout scripture. Mm. You know, he said it to the Israelites, remember that you were once slaves in Egypt and I brought you out. And then the whole communion experience, as you mentioned, where Jesus is saying, do this in remembrance of me. Isn't it interesting to think that God wants to be remembered by us? Jesus wants to be remembered by us. And that when we do, we... Uh, show forth his death. We show forth meaning until he comes. We live out meaning um, until he comes. Yeah. Well, and there's just this human desire too. I mean, maybe it's a godlike desire to be remembered. You know, you think if if you've served at a church, you want people to yeah. remember you. You want people to remember what you poured into their lives and 
And when somebody does remember you, even like if somebody writes mm-hmm. a note to you about a book, Ruth, that's right. they've taken the time to say, this is, I mean, I have a file to stick them in. I want to remember. Yes, I do too. Oh, yes, I do. I have a file labeled encouragement. <laughs> and I put those that's kinds right. of things in there. <laughs> that's right. So we we can remember them when we don't feel encouraged that that there are things that have happened that we didn't know we said, we didn't know we wrote, we didn't know people heard. And they'll come up and say, you you said this 15 years ago and it changed my life. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> well, Adele, you have some really wonderful ideas to help us with our remember. Because I think this is one that may be a little bit more challenging because we're just not used to it. So I think some practical ideas for how to remember and how to say yes to God's invitation to remember would be really helpful for us. Can you give us some of your best ideas on incorporating this invitation into our lives? So, so as we've, we've talked about before, any of these invitations invite us to awareness. So for instance, if you go home and you feel like I don't like to go home because certain things emerge and I fall into certain patterns that aren't helpful patterns when I'm at home, but would invite you to notice what story are you telling yourself when you go home? You know, how are you remembering? And to invite, just like Ruth said, God, is there something you want to tell me about this story I tell myself as I go home or the way I fall into mm-hmm. patterns as I go home? Is there a way this can be healed and uh, I can be renewed? Um I also think that if you're in a a relationship with a spiritual friend, it is really good to tell parts of our stories to one another that are are both good and bad. But this, this sense of being able to speak out loud my story and have somebody ask me questions, a spiritual director, a spiritual friend, helps me actually make Mm -hmm. meaning. It's very hard to make meaning on my own. So... Some people have never even told their story mm-hmm. to anyone. And just to begin with whatever feels safe and be able to say that this is part of my story and have a, a trusted person hold that piece, that's a very healing experience that builds trust that can make it possible for you to tell a little more of your story. Yeah. You know, and there are shame parts mm-hmm. of stories. I think people get caught up and say, I can't tell the yeah. shame part of my story to anybody. This sense of there are people who can hold that peace with you and help you dismantle the narratives of I'm not worthy of love and belonging that come with mm-hmm. shame. So to remember that God wants you free and that you can participate as you remember and as God reconstructs and deconstructs, deconstructs, reconstructs your life narrative within his big picture that is moving you into your mm-hmm. true self in Christ, that something wonderful can happen as you do this. And, and we didn't talk about uh, family histories and, you know, where we picked up things from parents or, or things like that. That's also a whole, like a genogram, doing a genogram and saying, what parts of these stories have I picked up? And, what was going on in my parents' life that manifested in me. There's lots of ways yeah. of going about it. I also think that we can listen 
for the invitation within our in the within the remembrance because sometimes there might be a step that God invites us to take that's a healing step or a gratitude step like even writing a note to somebody you know when someone says you know your work has been an important part of my journey and someone takes the time to write a note that comes out of their awareness I, I think we need to be very faithful and determined to be very faithful to whatever God invites us to within our memories, if there's some sort of action step coming out of it. Like in, in the work that you're doing, Adele, where you're going, you know, you're doing a life history right now. And, or if there's any piece of unfinished business that could be finished mm-hmm. up, you know, mm-hmm. just even if it feels risky, even if it feels it's uncomfortable, or you say, oh, that's not really that important. I don't want to bother that person. They probably don't even remember. There's all sorts of ways we talk ourselves out of these kinds of things. But I think mm-hmm. that God speaks and says things to us that, are very valuable to follow up with and to have some determination within this um, invitation to remember to say, God, if you bring something to my mind that would be positive and healthful for me to do, I I promise you I will. I will do it. And set your intention right away that whatever invitations are contained within your remembrances, (laughs) that you will say yes. That, That you will say yes. So as we conclude, I'm thinking that maybe... Many of us have had a memory come to us during this episode, either a hard memory that you know needs some meaning or that could use some healing, or maybe it's a good memory that brings about gratitude to God or to a person. And I I pray that as we conclude this episode, that if anything like that has happened within you, that you will not move on until you have noted it and said to God, I want to be with this memory with you. I want to remember with you. And I promise that however you speak to me, whatever invitations you give to me within that, I will say yes. Thanks so much for listening today. There are so many podcasts to choose from, and I'm grateful you have spent the last 30 minutes with us. If God has stirred something in you about your own leadership experience, maybe God is inviting you to begin your own journey of leadership transformation by joining a transforming community. You can visit transformingcenter.org to learn more and apply. Also, thanks for your support of the podcast and the work of the Transforming Center. If you have enjoyed the conversation, please rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. You can become a partner and receive exclusive content by visiting patreon.com slash transforming center.